name is Abitha Bienik. I'm the host of this podcast, and I've researched some of Mexico's major issues. Now, I would like to introduce our three guests. Hi, my name is Sofia, and I'm the producer on this podcast and an expert on education in Mexico. Hello, my name is George Ramos, and I'm the researcher and expert on poverty in Mexico. Hello, I'm Jack, and I'm the editor of this podcast and have researched the human rights in Mexico. So let's get started. Today we'll be talking about a couple of the major issues facing Mexico. Mexico is a diverse country with 32 states and a population of around 128 million. Its capital is Mexico City. What is the government's current relationship with the citizens of Mexico? Well, the majority of Mexican citizens view their government negatively. In 2017, a survey done by Pew Research Center showed that 13% of Mexicans were satisfied with the direction their country was headed. It was also shown in 2017 that 89% of those 50 or older and 76% of those from 18 to 29 years old say that corrupt leadership is a very big issue. This means that the majority of Mexicans view the government negatively because of the level of corruption and the direction their country is headed in. The combination has caused many people to become more worried over time about their government. Do you want to elaborate over this, Jack? How is the government affecting people's lives? The government is corrupt and is not providing for the citizens. The people who want to help the citizens are targeted and killed. According to Mr. Obrador, the current president of Mexico, his key promise was to clean up the country's corruption from top to bottom as stairs are cleaned. He convinced many Mexicans to vote for him by promising a radical change away from the bad practices of the past, said Mauricio Marino. Mr. Obrador then became a disappointment and this is an example of the corrupt government because even when he was elected, he was not able to do anything about the corruption in the country. Either became corrupt himself or was threatened to not do anything. This is a great example of the corruption there since the people who wanted to stop this couldn't because of the corruption. And they either joined the corruption, stopped fighting it, or died trying to go against it. I see. So the corruption is so deep-rooted that it's difficult to resolve without putting yourself in danger. What is happening to the citizens of Mexico? Citizens in Mexico have no choice but to submit to corruption if and when it comes their way, or they would face persecution or death. The article states the government is using surveillance technology against civilians. The embezzlement of tens of millions of dollars through public universities and bribery to win contracts. This proves that Mexico is corrupt, since the government is taking control of the education system to oversee their citizens and keep them in line. This also explains what some of the people in the media are trying to expose and make well known. These corrupt people threaten the media and others who oppose them, which leaves the citizens of Mexico in danger most of the time. Now that we know all about this corruption, let's talk about one of the results, poverty. So what is the current status of poverty in Mexico? Mexico currently has a high amount of poverty amongst its citizens. In 2018, Statista gathered data showing that 42% of Mexican population, or over 52 million people, lived in poverty. 
The average yearly income in Mexico is only 16,298 U.S. dollars. This means that four-tenths of the population is battling with poverty every day, and this can cause a variety of issues, such as not having money for food, shelter, medical aid, clothes, or even more, because they are unable to afford it. How bad is poverty in Mexico, George? Poverty is on the rise in Mexico, and here's why. Statistics show how many people live either live in poverty or that are extremely poor. In an article by Poverty in 2013, living conditions in Mexico are challenging for many of its residents. As defined by the Mexican government, about 33% of the population lives in moderate poverty, and another 9% lives in extreme poverty. That means more than 40% of the population lives in poverty, and the numbers are trending upward. So as said by the government, that more than 40% of Mexico is living in poverty, and they're clueless on how, on knowing how to fix it. My evidence is firm due to it even being proved by the Mexican government that it will be very difficult to fix or even improve the poverty rate in Mexico and be able to fix the job rate and increase pay because already as it is, they are working with 40% of its population in poverty. That will take years on years to fix or even improve. Poverty in Mexico is a huge issue. How can we help to solve it? How do we break the chain of poverty in Mexico? How can we break the chain in poverty, of poverty in Mexico? We would have to use several methods in order to make Mexico a better place without poverty. The first way to stop the chain of poverty in Mexico is to fix the education system. Shown in the article, Five Ways to Break Poverty, believing that poor children can't learn merely leads to paralysis. The root cause of poverty is lack of education. If you can't read or do basic math, if you can't show up for work and apply yourself, you'll not have a job first. With around 100,000 Mexican orphans living on the street, improved housing is a desperately needed for parentless abused and other vulnerable children. Due to a lack of funds and accountability, many orphans in Mexico cannot provide even basic care, let alone the emotional and mental health services they critically need. I believe my proof is my proof has a very strong point because if children can't have any sort of motivation, they will care less about school and won't even attend classes and won't even bother to think what's going to happen in the near future. This is a good observation. A good way out of poverty is education. So let's talk about it. What type of education do most people receive, Sophia? Students in Mexico receive an average of seven years of public education. According to estimates by the Public Education Secretary, or the SCP, school enrollment for children ages to 6 to 14 stands at about 92%. However, only 46 of those between the ages of 15 to 19 attend school. Education in Mexico is a constitutional and fundamental right granted to all Mexicans. It is also required to be secular, free, and democratic. There was legislation passed that requires everyone to complete the 12th grade, but it is not enforced. The majority of students attend public schools. In the 2010 to 2011 school year, the proportion of students attending public school was almost 90% in basic education and 82% in upper secondary education. That means that most, most students attend public schools. A little under half of them graduate with an American equivalent of a high school diploma and first 
the 12th grade is mandatory, but often people drop out or don't attend. Enforcing education laws could help Mexican students succeed. What is the long-term effect of education and the purpose of education in Mexico? The long-term purpose of education in Mexico is to better people's quality of life and to improve their opportunities. That, however, is not always the case. A better education doesn't always translate into better job opportunities. Employment rates in Mexico for people without a high school education is 64. 72% of people with a high school education or post-high school education in Mexico are unemployed. Are employed, and 80% of people with a college or university degree are employed. Better education will help you in Mexico's job market, but it is not essential. People have jobs, whether they graduated high school or not. The main difference is the job quality and salary. In conclusion, Mexico is a country with many problems regarding human rights, poverty, and education. The main problem with these areas are the current government in Mexico and poverty. Though it might seem to be a daunting task, it is important to find new and innovative solutions to these issues. If we want to help with these important problems, it will be necessary to start with putting more restrictions and surveillance on the government activity to ensure that they are properly enforcing their rules and not neglecting their duties.